Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode 144 of the Post Game Pod. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Mr. Prime. Uh, we're dealing with a uh, another L, man. I, this Eagles football team fought. Uh, they, you know, granted there's people injured, guys injured. Uh, Lane Johnson goes down, uh, but they fought to the very end. Uh, we got put in a situation. Well, if I'm going to be specific about the situation, Nick Gary got put in a situation uh, at the end of the game that uh. A lot of Eagle fans saw it coming. Um, the thing that angers me the most is some of the things that I was talking about post pregame was, you know, running the football, having Miles Sanders score a long touchdown. He gave us that. Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson managed the football game. Uh, didn't have turnovers until the very end, which really hurt us. Uh, that was a bad turnover. Put the defense in a bind. Um Guys stepping up. Travis Fogum, what, 13, uh, yeah, 13 catches on the day? Um, yeah, I mean, 13 targets, 10 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown. Um, Greg Ward also had a touchdown as well. But I felt like this Eagles team was this close. And you're going up against a good, a good football team, but you're looking at this Eagles team in the situation they were in. And sometimes when it gets down to – these close games, it's coaching. It's um, putting your players in the best positions to win. And I, I felt like we all saw it. <laughs> I talked about that pregame about separating Nate Gary from the herd. How offensive coordinators will find a way. They will find a way, whether it was uh, against the Rams, um, you know, tight ends making big plays. Now Claypool in this game making a big play, separating him from the pack, and you take advantage. Uh, it's, it's very disheartening because I, I felt like they could have gotten a win here. Um, guys, how you feeling? Disappointed. I'm very disappointed. I agree with you in the fact that I think if better decisions were made, we could have ultimately won that game. Um, for, before I even get to the Nick Gary thing, um, you look at prior to the end of the half, the – Clock management was just completely atrocious. I have no idea what the hell Doug Peterson was thinking there, um, wasting that timeout, and then they had no timeout when they were actually in field goal range. You should have, without a doubt, on that drive, walked away with at least three points. Yeah, and I then the receivers was out of bounds. Didn't go out of bounds on that one play. Yeah, that and then 
when like prime you mentioned it when you first came in this room and i completely agree with you i mean we, we've been clowning nate gary and you know he's been playing like absolute dog shit all year long and i totally get that but we all recognize that the coaching staff recognizes that the other team recognizes that and so why why on earth are you putting your least effective defensive player on the field on the guy who's been the most effective all game long versus you chase claypool absolutely butchered us the entire game and the game's on the line and you decide to put nate gary on him a a linebacker covering a wide receiver who has been burning our corners all day you put a linebacker on him our worst linebacker it's inexcusable and to me i'm sorry dude this was in my mind, this should be Jim Schwartz's last uh, last game coaching as, as a defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Man, he's got to go. That's it. It's inexcusable. He's been awful all all year long, and this was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. The one positive I could pull from this game is the Travis Fulgram story. I mean, my man was playing unbelievably. Uh, he everything that w- went his way, he was uh, he was pulling down. It seemed um, he played. Really, really well, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, but other than that, like the, the glaring issue is Jim Schwartz. It's these linebackers, which we've known about, and that's what teams are game planning against, and uh, we're making it too easy for them. Yeah, I, mean, I, to- yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like you said, uh, I mentioned about Nate Gary. That was on that was on Schwartz all the way. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of takeaways from this game. Um, I, I felt like Carson played a good game. The line held to to an extent, you know. I mean, not towards that last series. Of course, they were getting hammered by Dupree and uh, and Watts, but um, you know, they played a good game. Um, they had a good. Uh, I mean, it, it showed that when Carson plays with the same guys that he's been practicing all week with, you know, you get you get better results. Uh, Fulham like. He he shocked the world today, you know, the way he was uh, playing his games. I mean, I was watching that kid run his routes, and I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, that's that's what we need, you know. And it's a shame that it takes a, a rookie to come in here and show some of these veterans, like, look, this is how it's done. But um, he stepped up. But, yeah, it just sucks, like, the way that, especially that last play came down. I, I just don't understand how you're going to go ahead and line up a linebacker up with a guy who's been killing you all fucking game. You know what I mean? And then, yes, Nate Gary at that. Like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't get it. It's very disappointing. You know what I mean? It, it, it looked like it was in our favor, you know, especially the way we were coming back. Yeah. But fell short. And then that one little slip up cost us. Fuck, mm-hmm. how you feeling over there, man? What's up, guys? Uh, shout out to Zach Kurtz for being MIA again. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He just looks like a okay. He just looks like that guy that got is that girlfriend completely broke his heart, and he sees her running around with all these guys, and he can't do nothing about it, but just sit Bro, there. Bro, he take looks it. like one of those cardboard just, cutouts that is in the stands right yeah. now. Okay, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It. And uh, Evan, you're not over exaggerating to Jim Schwartz. We've done this every season with this man. How many games a year are we bitching about his decisions late in games? His his bullshit picket fence defenses, it, it, all the prevent stuff. You know, dude, you, uh, real quick, I, I saw a thing of the Ravens today. They had three cornerbacks that had sacks today. Hey, Jim, that's called blitzing, brother. 
That's called blitzing. I mean, it's he stats like that. It drives me it drives me nuts because I love that part of the defense that you can do that type of stuff. And we just don't see it here. And it, it's it's very frustrating, but there's nothing we can do as fans but bitch about it. That's all we can do about it. There's nothing else that can be done or, you know, no 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 action can be done, obviously. I mean, I'm sorry, Gary, our, our boy, boy Snake, he's going to be on the team all year. I don't I don't see them cutting him. It, they would have I done it already. Well, it's I, sad, I think, man. He's going to be on Gary the team a, all year. He's, he's a role player, and he's forced in a position that he shouldn't be out there. Like, And that, that goes to the coaching and the ability to see that he's a liability week in and week out. You cannot week in and week out put him out there, especially in situations where, I mean, you, you made uh, Claypool look like he was Calvin Johnson out there. He's not Calvin Johnson. And, uh, you know, he, granted, he did make a lot of nice plays out there, but we need more from you, Schwartz. Like, I, I, I can't, I, I, I mean, you just hope Will Parks is getting better. Mm-hmm. That's the only vibe that I can, I can connect with is knowing that Will Parks might be down the road. Because um, you, you, you got to feel like he's got to be better in coverage than Nate Gary. But um, let's go back to um, Carson Wentz. Um, you know, I, it's it's almost like we're expecting uh, interception, like at least one from Wentz. A game. Um, That's sure. sad. That's sad. And uh, I'm wondering, I'm really wondering, like you talk about the weapons on this team, Zach Ertz, number one target for um, Carson Wentz. How can they be not in sync or on, on, not on the right page? Because did Ertz – you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't go back and watch the play yet, but did he – is that on Ertz or is it on Wentz? The first interception of the game? Interception. It seemed to me like Ertz could have definitely made more of an effort to go get it. That I agree. When, when I watched it at the game speed, that's what it seemed like to me. When I saw the replay, it could have just been the angle I was seeing it. It seemed like the ball was kind of out of Ertz's reach. But ultimately, I think he could have made a play, a better play on the ball. Well, I mean, it was based off of the bump that he ended up getting. But yeah. at the same time, off of the bump. It didn't even look like he make it, making an effort to, yeah. you know what I mean, get off of that. You're getting bumped all the time, dude. Come on. Yeah. You know I mean? if, there's, if there's one tight end in this entire league that I know it's that him. can't handle physicality, it's him. <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? I can't put that one on Carson. I mean, Carson, it was just a quick release. The timing should have been there. But, again, you've been playing this game long enough. You know how to get off of a bump. And he just didn't even look like he wanted to be there, dude. That's the impression. He looks like a senior in high school, man. Mm-hmm. Looks like a that's senior in high school. And, 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 I think you like, like you, you, we talked about Travis Fogum in the beginning of the show, and what he represents in, t- in terms of a guy out there who's giving it his all. Like he, a guy who's fighting for every snap, every target, and making the best of. It. I mean, the dude came up and, and balled, and you're trying to look. You see Greg Ward coming up with plays as well. You, you're just hoping and wishing uh, that, that, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, it's almost like they're just going through the motions, some of these players. And, uh, you know, they, 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 were, they, they were this close. And you talk about losing Lane Johnson, what he means for this offensive line. Uh, you got guys out there that are Jack Driscoll, dude, Matt Pryor, like Jason Kelsey holding down the fort. Uh, Nate Herbig and Melada, and we're this close. Like, come on, like, come yeah. on, like, that's what you have to think about. Like, okay, when we get some real, like, our healthy guys back, what could this team be? And you, you have 
second stringers out there who are fighting and clawing. And that's the only like if I'm gonna take anything positive from this game, it's that I got to see some some heart from the younger younger players. Lots of heart today. Yeah, and th- and th- I think to me that's one thing that just goes even more back to Zach Ertz. Like you look at who we're going into this game with as our offensive weapons. We're very limited, and we need with these are the games that we need a player like Zach Ertz who has the Eagles' record for most receptions in an entire year. These are the games we need you to step up, man. Uh, you know we're we're not even halfway through the season and things are looking so bleak as far as our record. And we really need to turn the season around and for you to just be MIA in a game like this in a game that honestly, like it's crazy. Like you said, it's crazy that we were in that game for as long as we were, we, we had an opportunity to win that game. The momentum was going in the right direction. And Honestly, like Jim Schwartz isn't the only one that catches blame as far as these coaches. Doug Peterson had a poor day as well. You think so? I really do. I really do. Second half is better. Think, think about this, Gail. When that, what was it, 57 yards for. Um, you wanted for, to go for, for it? No, I didn't want to go for it on that. If, you, if you're already in your mind, have it made up that you're okay with taking the, the kick at that point, why don't you just run the ball in the play before? Instead, yeah, yeah. It's instead of a little out pass that ends up going nowhere. But get, I mean, get, get a little bit closer for him. Would you? Would you guys have been pissed if he went for it? No, because I honestly I looked at that play. I I like that he went for the field goal in that play. I wish that he would have gotten himself closer and prepared himself a little bit better for that field goal. But ultimately, right. I think I think that that was a play where if he misses the field goal, people are going to blame him for not going for it. And you know I what I mean? It, it was going to be a lose lose situation. Confident. <sighs> I might get my ass chewed out for this one, but even if they had punted and leaving it up to the defense to get us the ball back, I think I still would have been all right with that just as well. Yeah. What's up, yeah. fellas? What's up, Soko? Yeah, Welcome to the show. Um, on Facebook says, offensively, this was a decent game for them. I I, I thought, it was, like, I, I would have want, wanted to see more run for them. Um, I got my uh, – I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. We we knew that Miles Sanders was going to try and overperform because he's in his hometown. He's going to try and ball out, and, and that's what he did. So, you know, getting back to the run would have been a little bit nice. I still think the screen game really needs some work. We really missed that. Um, but I'm looking at looking in the chat, you know, there, it's a lot of uh, Jim Schwartz. Um, um, Ryan Lloyd from Facebook says offense was good. Um no man, man, I'm real, dude. I'm I'm telling you right now, Gail. Like I'm livid, bro. I'm I'm so ready to cut loose from Jim Schwartz. I don't know if this is me being reactionary. I don't know, but no, like this is this, this is ever like you said, trucks. Every year we're having this discussion. It's the fire Jim Schwartz discussion. We talk about it every year, and then at the end of the season, he he just does enough to be able to get the to get the job done, and he we don't think about it game. until this point in next season. I'm sick of it. Every Dude, every his year, first dude. year, we every were, year. At, this point, at this point in his first year, we were talking about we're going to get worried about someone taking him away from us to be a head coach. That's where we're at now. We've gone from that moment to this where it's like now we just want him out of here. Before we were like, oh, we, we can't lose him. He's a great coordinator. Someone's going to bring him in as a head coach. Yeah, man, oh, no, man. that ship sailed. You know what I'm saying? Long Sucks. gone. Long gone. Well, the other thing is like you look at I, – I, I knew Mills – Jalen Mills was going to start getting targeted. 
they started start they started targeting him in, in the, the slant game and the cross game. I mean that that lack of speed shows up. Um, I pregame I'm thinking it's just it's just Gary and Jalen Mills. Those are the guys that if I'm a defensive coordinator, uh, offensive coordinator, I'm tar- targeting those guys all day every day. Um, you know I I, I, I I will say that the refs had a bad bad day today. Um, that was a rough day for us, the stripes. That, that even the Claypool call that they called back the touchdown that was a ticky tack. You know you know what I mean yeah. like. I think uh, as refs, they need to, like, you know, a call a fair game, but when it's starting to affect the flow of the game and some of the calls didn't make sense, you can see it. Um, even what they call the face mask on Brandon Graham, the, the, the oh. game's on the line here. It's, like, super ticky-tack. Oh, he he um, looked wow. beyond pissed. Like, it didn't even happen. Giants just scored. <laughs> On a pick six. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to keep at least some type of momentum for our first place. Yeah. We want that I mean, game a tie, right? Yeah. We want a tie. We want a tie in that game, don't we? No, no. We want Giants to win because we still get the first place. That's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. We all suck. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, we do. We do. Listen, man. That's all right. Yeah. Now, Jeffrey on Twitter said the field goal was bad. It's Pittsburgh. You don't call a 57-yard field goal. Yeah, they, and they said that in the broadcast, is that the, did, the yeah. longest field goal there, it was 53 yards. 54, 54 so, 53, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so historically, it's, you know, obviously a very windy city. I know it's a real mountainous area as well. Probably a lot of uh, wind whipping through those valleys. So, yeah, it's tough. The weird, the weird part about it is, like, um, you know, Jordan says, Gary needs to go. Why didn't they put someone, someone over else to cover Claypool? And you you think about it, and you're like, I don't know. We're sitting there looking at it as fans. I remember I'm sitting there with my dad and my brother, and everyone's like, "This is they're not they're going to do something, right? They're going to throw to Claypool, right?" All right. Yeah. All jokes aside, you got four linebackers right here. Us four, we're we're, we're the reserve linebackers. You think any of us would have been able to cover Claypool? No, I don't. I don't. No, I, I, don't, I just don't understand I, how you're going to put a linebacker. Oh, I my, my thing is like I would have got I would have got depth if I was Nate, Nate Gary. My thing is is that the game's on the line and you had a timeout and you see that you're lining up Nate Gary, bro. <laughs> yeah. I I like it, it's it, to me it's it, inexcusable. It, like I I just don't get how that play got called. I don't know how that coverage got called at all, man. Now, Mark Bird on Facebook says, zero chemistry between Wentz and Ertz. How does something that was automatic just disappear? Easy. Easy. You know what I mean? You lose a girlfriend in one day. I mean, it's just like that. You act like she doesn't exist anymore. That's what he's doing right now. He he only he's he's only he's only throwing passes to him at one a.m. when he's lonely. You know what I'm saying? He's not, <laughs> he's, not he's not throwing passes at eight nine o'clock at night when he's trying to find something fun to do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's nasty business you're in on a breakup, brother. It's nasty business. It's, uh, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Did anybody else get a Joe Webb vibe when what's his name got his fourth touchdown of the game? Anybody else get that one? No, I mean, click, click, you know, on the list. Talented wide receiver. I know like, he is. I know he is. But it's a rookie guy. He comes out and gets four touchdowns against us today. I mean, yeah. he, he had a couple good games earlier this year, and it's like, what comes that out of me? Like when watching Claypool dominate again reminds me of how good the Steelers are at drafting wide receivers. They don't Real hold good. on to that. They 
the, the Eagles went out and interviewed a, a, a scouting quarter for, scouting coordinator from the Steelers. Um, they didn't give him the job though. Um, yeah, obviously, right? You know, yeah. I, think, I think they might have blocked it. I'm not sure, but this is what I'm talking oh, about. Like, the Steelers know how to find talent. Like, this is their second. This is their second round pick this year, and Mans just scored four touchdowns, and we made him look like. Calvin I can't, Johnson, dude. I can't but, remember the last time the Steelers didn't have a uh, didn't have a good wide receiver. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I honestly can't remember. Deontay Johnson, they brought him. This guy Ray Ray out of nowhere, just making big plays, mm -hmm. uh, letting Antonio Brown walk. They have a Juju Smith Schuster. They know how to find wide receivers, and it's it's it is depressing when you see that. Um, James Brantley said, "Remind me of Ward down the stretch last year. Need more of those types on this team." The heart, man. Those, yeah. those guys showed a lot of heart, and um, that's why you're just kind of concerned. Like, how did we get to this point as a organization where you're relying on these guys to be your playmakers? Yeah, we went over the the amount of money that the Eagles have poured into the cap space. Uh, what is it? Thirteen percent of the cap space. We're spending thirty million dollars on this wide receiver group, mm. and the guys that are making big plays. Make like hundred thousand dollars. Bottom year. of the list. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, all the money's on the sidelines. You got, you guys want to have the fulcrum conversation now? I mean, once we got people healthy, like to me, I after fulcrum's game today, and just his the way he plays angry, the way he goes up, and he can just come down with the ball, anything that's thrown his direction. When Rager comes back, man, I'm ready to go. Rager, wide receiver one, fulcrum two. Who who even is Deshaun Jackson? I don't know. Hey, look, I agree with you, but at the same time, he needs time. You give Carson more better time than what he has in these past couple games, dude. Right there, he shows that he could be explosive, and he could go ahead and light this field up. And then with Miles Sanders contributing to what he did today, it's like we we could be up there. But then you got to worry about the defense giving up as many points as us scoring the points. Like what the hell? I don't want to keep on. I don't do it. Yeah, chat I'm, has a question. I'm getting asked, am I still rocking with Nate Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that wasn't like, I mean, like, look, Nate Jerry, he he had, it was foul, man. It was foul <laughs> that Jim Schwartz put him in that position. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have even covered Claypool, bro. <laughs> no way. No way. Well, no, and, and like, yeah, man. Just, just to like, I know, I know, we're stuck on that. That's what everybody's thinking about is that play in particular. But going into that play, like everybody was on the same page. It doesn't even matter who was covering Claypool. My man was on fire the entire game. Everybody in the stadium, everyone on the sidelines, everyone on the field knows they're drawing up a play to go to Claypool. That's been the guy that's been killing them all day long. So prepare Bro, the, for it. The comments, I'm like trying to keep up with the comments here. Boy, uh, Paul says it all boils down to coaching. You got to get the best out of the players you have. We won a Super Bowl and think we have all the answers forever now. The NFL changes every year, need to adjust. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, uh, you know, adjusting with the league, following the trends, especially offensively. But defensively, you know, the trend week after week is Nick Gary, Gary being targeted. As, as long as they can get him out of the way. It's like I've been crying for years, like the security system. We locked down the front doors. We locked down the side doors with now with the corners. Mm -hmm. 
now we leave the attic open with <laughs> Gary leaving the, the damn window open in coverage. And that's how you win now. Like, talk about having a playmaker at the linebacker position. How how nice would that be? Mm-hmm. Like, you again, I'm praying for Will Parks and his health. What whatever it takes. I heard the injury was a little bit more serious than expected, um, but we need a coverage linebacker in the worst way. In the worst way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, the it's a two part issue. Really, is that we have no tools and we've got no good chef as well as far as this defense. You know what I mean? That you're, you're only as good as what you got. Jim it's Schwartz. Like here with, with no spices, man. Put some spice yeah. on. It. Yeah. Like the idiot, the idiot going to the grocery stores and getting the wrong ingredients, bro. He's not. He's yeah. messing up. Well, you know we, I mean? we got a dumbass chef cooking with spoiled meat. That's what we got. Yeah, uh, shout out to David Johnson. Uh, Earth's getting a $12 million a year. And he wants Kittle and Kelsey money. What the hell is even that? I think I, I know he wanted – he was he was going to take less. But then it's, it's weird how the organization has decided to, uh, you know, lower that, that offer, the initial offer. So, obviously, the Eagles were feeling a certain way. Now – but. Again, we can go back to Howard Roseman and talk about did that cause a, a divide somewhere in the locker room with Ertz and the team? I yeah, I don't know. I don't know neither. Sorry, sorry. I'm sc- I'm scrolling through the. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with the comments as well. Every everybody, we're, I'm seeing so much Ertz uh, trade trade Ertz. <laughs> white snake. Yeah, white snake. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like Eagles fan base is uh, fixing for a fire sale right now. They're, they're, they want. I think what we need is just we, we need a switch up, man. Like, like what we've got going on right now is not working. So let's just stop trying to throw the same shit out there every single week. And we, we, we got we need a switch up in coaching. We need to switch up in personnel. Um, what you guys think of the Jalen Hurts throw? I like that. Was, that was a good play. on it. I mean, that was some zip on it, but come on. That was the trick play I was asking for. Yeah. <laughs> that was the trick I like play. That. I almost got every single thing I wanted. I almost got every single thing I wanted. And uh, that, that play would have, would have been nice had it came, you know, time for that field goal. Yeah. All the people that are talking about trading Nurts right now, too. Like, it, what even is his value at this point? You know what I mean? Not for the well, past two games. I mean, he's, it's not like you're going to get nothing, but like I'm saying, he hasn't been performing. So whatever value he did have in the beginning of the season, it's definitely dropped. So you're going to be selling low. Well, I mean, he's, he's already mentioned that he's going to do his best and play out the rest of the year, which means he's holding, he'll be holding out next year unless he gets the contract. I don't believe that's happening, especially after so far, so, so far uh, the season, he hasn't shown that, uh, you know, you're going to give him a contract after his performance so far. It seems that's that's one of the plays that really does irk me is Ertz and Wentz. They, they're they not on the same page. And the games are on the line here. Like whether it's the Rams game last week, third was not two weeks ago, third and five with the uh, simulated booze. <laughs> this play right here. Come on, man. That, that's pitch and catch. Pitch and catch between Ertz and um, – that Ertz and went so Paul from across the pond since Ertz is only thinking about himself instead of the team 
when he answers the field. Hmm. Seems like a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. Roman says traders. <laughs> um, At least that takes a little bit of slack off of Jerry. Now, Jeremy on Facebook, he says, they don't want to pay the man, so they took him completely out of the offense. Uh, only, yep. But defensive coordinators are also taking Zach Ertz out of the offense. Like, <laughs> that's what you, you bracket Ertz. They're in on it. Zach Ertz is they're in on the conspiracy. He's going to get bracketed as his number one target. They're going to obviously force Travis Fogum to be a thing and Greg Ward to be a thing. So, uh, I mean, the offense is super is, – is predictable. I mean, but you're – there. every defensive coordinator is banking on this uh, offense to, to falter with, like, you know, practice squad guys, you know, at, at the position, the wide receiver mm-hmm. position. Um, <laughs> should, we, uh, should we open this up if anybody wants to jump in? Sure. Give give their peace. Fellas, I got to take the kids to the park. I told them I promised I would, so um, I'm going to jump off, give you guys some space. Um, all right, we all getting together We all getting together for next Sunday's game? We'll talk about it. We'll talk no. about it. Yeah. I'm not going to Baltimore anymore, so I'll let you know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a – I think this Eagles – Nation is at a uh, loss of words right now because you're 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 one three and one. You have the Baltimore Ravens coming in, who they're a pretty good football team as well, <laughs> um, to say the least. About, like, what do we expect from this football team moving forward? Uh, we just lost Lane Johnson. Um, I don't. We, we we've had that concern. Yep. Me and Evan were talking pregame about, you know, that injury. Um, it rearing its ugly head. Lane Johnson versus Lane Johnson was one of our matchups we were talking about. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Jack Driscoll time. It's a weird state. So, it's a weird we're state, we're in a weird spot right now. We're in a weird spot. Got uh, got our man David in the green room, though. What's going on, fellas? How you doing, my man? How you feeling? Honestly, I'm not feeling as bad. I was thinking about it earlier, uh, and I feel better about this loss than the last couple, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Well, right? give me the breakdown. Give me the yeah, breakdown. I'll give you the breakdown. So I put, I put Zach Ertz, and I, you already read it out loud. I got no time for Zach Ertz right now. Either okay. get it together or, like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> you want all that money. You got the catch record. You're one of the best tight ends we've ever had either block and get your butt out of the way or catch the ball and break a tackle. If I see Zach Ertz catch the ball one more time and fall down trying to walk over his own feet, I'm out of here. Oh, you like, mean I'm what he's here. been doing his entire career, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> so I want to shout that, that Twitter account out because it's one of my favorites. It's did Zach Ertz break a tackle? You can literally <laughs> set your watch to that because every single time it's no, maybe, no, possibly, no. It's amazing. Yeah. But – um. I mean, the O-line, it is what it is. They did as best as they can with the pieces that they have. I mean, you saw at the end, it, when when the Steelers' defense realized, like, this was the Eagles' last drive, you saw Bud Dupree kick off of Mylotta and destroy Carson Wentz. Yep. Right? Yep. And it's just, I mean, Mylotta, Herbig, it is what Dude. it is. What you going to do, right? Group gets healthy, what, like, I, I'm not expecting much from them. 
That's what I mean. Like he played, he played to a standard, but that last series, Dupree kicked his ass. Yeah, and it's just like they knew, like, and that's just that's when you put money into young linebackers and young D linemen, they feast. When they see that, oh, this is their last shot, they feast. I think even one play they brought Urton to help Malata out. Did you guys see that? And like, and he went right around Urton. Yeah, I'm like, Urton was like, sorry, it is <laughs> come on, bro. Miles only Miles Sanders only had eleven carries. Yeah, after the 75-yard run, too. Someone explain that to me. I can't, for the life of me, figure out why we went away from Miles Sanders running the ball. Even with the, the shoddy O-line that we have, you can give him more than 11 carries. You saw uh, what he did earlier in the game. When he's breaking plays off like that, of course. The, now, Miles Sanders on the day, 11 attempts for 80 yards like, and two touchdowns. What's that, eight yards a carry? Are you serious, bro? His longest was obviously 74 yards. But that's – it's oh, my God. I'm looking at the – I'm just – I'm looking at that now and just like, really? You had 74 yards on one carry. The, the positive yeah. I put uh, – so the positives I put, Carson was did better with his progressions because he has, you know, confidence in his receivers. You see how that works. You confidence, yeah. you can throw yeah, the ball yeah, better. Yeah. And the whole offense looks better. Um Obviously, Fulgham needs to be the number one. And here's the problem that I have is that the same thing happened to Greg Ward earlier this year and late last year. We'll get flashes of this and Fulgham. And then when Alshon miraculously recovers, they drop them to the they bottom. They drop them, again, And yep. they forget that it ever happened. Yep. yep. So that, that next game one was like, oh, my goodness, we have Alshon, Deshaun, and Rager. And whenever Alshon rolls his ankles out in the second quarter, and then Deshaun pulls a hammy in 13 minutes left in the first quarter, and then we're just like, what's going on? It's because you care. They're, you know, it's how he putting the, the time into the millions of dollars that he spent, and Gail said it earlier. The people who are making the catches, they cost 100K for us. Yeah, I know. I know. That's and that, 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 yeah, we're, that, bringing, that's what... uh, we're bringing a Puga to the chat who's with us pretty game. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, we also have uh, Jay Garcia. What's up, man? Yeah, what's up, bro? What's going on, Jeff? Yo, I agree, but I agree with David, though. Like, I mean, if you – and with you as well, Evan, like, if you go ahead and put a little bit more time into these young receivers on how well they're practicing all week and how they come into this game plan and play their asses off, like, hey, that's kind of like putting out a message to these veterans, like, you guys don't get your shit together. We have people that can go ahead and replace you. It's that easy, bro. You know, and, and I don't think we'd ever do that, though. I don't think. No, no, you're right. We don't. we don't. You got. You gotta water the plants that are growing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we, we keep on just dumping water on these dead plants. You know what I mean? Like we we got a full garden that we we could just develop. Um, well, and and, and okay. I'm just saying it, it's it's really annoying to me that like. We talk so much about, like, you know, the value of draft picks and yada, yada, yada. Ultimately, to me, all the best players on this team end up coming through trades where we're trading away draft picks. Or they're, uh, they end up being undrafted free agents that we just find diamonds in the rough. Our, our drafting sucks. And I could not imagine how much better this team could be considering how close we were against Pittsburgh Steelers with, honestly, a way not as good a roster. We had a subpar roster compared to Pittsburgh. And how close we kept that game. We had an opportunity to win it, and we were still that close. And it's it's disappointing and aggravating. Now, Jay, what's what's your point that you wanted to talk about? So, for me, 
Man, I think I was just disappointed with the overall play on the defense. Like I, I you see me in the comments saying shorts shorts needs to be gone. If he's here by next season, I will probably just give up my my Eagles card. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like we're constantly every I, I've said in the comments, he's like the ex girlfriend that you think they're gonna change. And you're like you're gonna change. I'm gonna stay with you, and then they just break your heart and then keep going. Back. And you keep going back. It's a toxic yeah. relationship. It's like I didn't you see that one coming. There with <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you know what to expect. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Offensively, I had a little bit of hope. I thought they played a lot better, um, but I, I can't. I I don't see Ertz fully focused in every single game now. I feel like ever since that that tra- that contract talk happened, it's really just fucked up the whole the whole motion. I just don't think he's like in it. He's not in it right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like he's dialed in like he he normally is. You guys remember the last time you saw Zach Ertz catch a first down and turn around and give a, you know, yeah. excited first down or like get hyped? It's it's yeah. been a minute. I feel like uh, he's got to get out of his head. He's got to become a, a leader on the football field, um, as well as in the locker room. Whatever the divide is, I think he's got to get there. Um, I'm sure they're gonna sit there and watch this on tape. And I think I think are we all agreeing here that it was Ertz's fault? Now, on the first interception, it's not all Ertz's fault, no. But he does catch some blame for it. It, He he gets a piece of the pie. Because I'm I'm, 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 I'm seeing on the timeline, it it was Ertz, it was Wentz. Um, Either way, we're we're getting way too many turnovers. Uh, It's hard to win football games on the road when you turn the ball over. The defense came up with a turnover at the end of the game, uh, which was was nice. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean – Sorry, sorry. I, go ahead, Pooh. No, I, I missed my point. Go ahead. Oh no, what I was uh, looking at I, the Eagles um, right now. Fellas. I know. What I was gonna say is, <laughs> what I was gonna say is, uh, on the Ertz thing, you know, he just looks so disconnected. I've, I and he's just going through the motions, and just doesn't doesn't seem right. I don't know if it's the uh, timing with Carson Wentz. Of course, he's gonna get part of that blame for the interception, um, but. Hopefully, you know, they can get it together. I don't know if it's too little too late, but Ertz has to come back. Ertz, Ertz has to come back strong, but I, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, do you know you know who you have to talk to, right? I think this is this is a pr- perfect opportunity for the Eagles Nation to talk to Julian Ertz. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's time for a uh, heart-to-heart. I have Intervention, a little intervention. I'll take care of it. I think I think really though, like you you look at Zach Ertz and we're talking about how he's looking like he's not really playing with any juice. How like that just seems you to be taken out of him. Ball? He's deflated, one hundred percent. And like I I think to me it jumps off the page. Players that are out there playing with high energy, with you know that are playing with hunger, with a chip on their shoulder, and that's what I see in players like Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham. I see them out there and they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're playing because they want to prove something. Ertz, you have something to prove, bro. You're bitching over a contract, so go out there and prove it. Here's my thing is, I wonder where we had motivated to go and out there and do it. What was that? Yeah, I like. I, I like said you would I think like he'd be motivated to go out there and do it. Uh, it takes a lot to get me mad, bro. I'm, I'm a very happy person. It takes a lot to get me this fired up. 
here's the thing though on third down like didn't y'all ever have that feeling where you're like okay we're going to earth it's automatic and now i just don't get that feeling anymore now it's just kind of like oh shit who's gonna get the ball well now it's it's fulgum time it's fulgum time on third down that's what that is it's not earth time anymore which which i was totally fine with you feed the man all day if he was having a hot game like but now like you just don't have them going to earth anymore it was just i don't know i just don't get that that excited feeling now i'm just more like this every time i'm watching on third down yeah (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, like, in the third downs, you'd be like, oh, shit. All right, we got this. Ertz and Wentz are going to go ahead and connect. We'll get our first down. Now it's like, fuck, who are you going to throw it to? Who's going to get us the first down? <laughs> I hate feeling like that. I was so excited about the the Ertz and Goddard, like, possibility. Yep. Now, granted, the jury's not out. But the first time that made me go, like, oh, this is special. Remember that Dallas game where we got cheated off of that, like, yeah. Offensive pass. Yeah. Da- yep. And Dallas broke that huge. Yeah. Yeah. I knew yeah. And had that huge touchdown run. They called it back. Yeah. Called it back. Like, yep. I was like, boom, that's what we could do. And ever since that moment, either one has been injured and the other hasn't performed or vice versa. And it's now just like, I just want them both to be healthy, but I don't want Zach Ertz to look at Goddard going up and catching these touchdowns and then start acting like a little girl. And it's like, yeah. you got to block, block. Clearly, you can't block. Because I mean, at the same time, he yeah. can return the favor for you. Exactly. Like, come on. Goddard's out. Goddard will block out there too. I just yeah. a couple times on those. Whenever we used to have the entire offensive line in those poles, Goddard's out there moving his feet. Zach Ertz isn't. Yeah, and and speaking of blocking on that uh, long Miles Sanders run, oh, oh, I saw I, I saw a J Naw. It was a hold and a half that we got away with, <laughs> but he was downfield blocking. He was he was in the right spot. <laughs> now, uh, if you look on the interwebs, the interwebs is uh, already fast. It said uh, if you look to Wikipedia, says, uh, he is already the best wide receiver to play for the Eagles since Terrell Owens. <laughs> <laughs> He's expecting a new contract in the 15 million per year range by 5 p.m. This evening, he broke the record for most jersey sales in one quarter of the game. The internet is undefeated. It's now five for the truth. But I saw Wikipedia someone never lies. <laughs> I saw someone mention this in the chat. Um, John yeah. Hightower. This is the end of uh, the second half. Uh, my wide receivers coach would tell me always about hand placement. Um, and he's cradling the ball versus attacking the His hand should be the other way. Uh, that would have been a great catch. And that would have been a great touchdown, touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we, uh, are we, is everyone pissed about that play? Cause it, it just kind of went to me. Like the I looked first. at that and I was like, "That's why he's a fifth round wide receiver." Like that—that—that's yeah. what showed up to me. I was like, "We're we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as offensive passing options, and that's the bottom of the barrel." And like you know, I think he's a player that could develop, and we might get something out of him down the line. But he's a fifth round wide receiver. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. The first play, the first play that was overthrown <laughs> to him, where he dove for it, I gave him credit just for his effort because I mean we weren't yeah. getting that much. Yeah, hundred percent quite a bit of our receivers what would zach then, Ertz have laid out that, like that, that today i don't think so but then when that other nah. one came and i'm looking at his hand places i'm like oh dude what the hell was that like that was horrible yeah he had multiple chances and that pissed me off because the first time i gave him the benefit of the doubt but after that i'm just kind of like why are we throwing to him anymore like, why, why? Like, he's just becoming another J. Yeah. No, there's no need to. it was like nelson aguilar like the same thing you had it. You're like, why are we throwing to him? You just took you just took the words out of my mouth. You see, yeah. who scored a bomb today. <laughs> it was yeah. Nelson Aguilar. 
Hey, uh, they did have some footage of uh, J. Joe after his catch today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> the umbrella is obviously just off frame. Can't see it in that in that video. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, he was like mid celebrating when he's like, "But there's no time, bro." No time. Yeah. Did you see uh, two things? One, Fulgham's stat line is almost better than his entire career. Yeah, one game. And, and, and two, yeah. go, go back to what uh, Garcia said. It's like when you saw Hightower drop it, and I was like, yeah, it's a fifth round receiver. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, and no wonder Carson Wentz, as of last year, just only threw it to Ertz. It's because the people that we put on the field around him, J. Jaw, is running out of bounds or they're yep. Deontay Burnett or whatever. Yeah. I know it wasn't the only one that laughed when JJ got that catch, and he, he probably felt like that was like his Super Bowl moment. Yeah, oh, he came I'm down sorry. with it. He's like, "I got the catch." And like, "Quarter's over, buddy." Sorry, there's <laughs> six <laughs> seconds, pal, and everyone's thirty yards away. It was a nice catch, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a good catch, but it was like, again, it it's, it's coming up too short, man. Like, put us yeah. in position here, like that, 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 that's you know. And and David, uh, to build off your point even more, I think you you said that in this game his stat line is almost better than JJ's entire career. I'm pretty sure if you put the two games together, it is better than JJ's yeah, entire career. No, if you put last week and this week together for Travis Fulgham, I'm pretty sure it is better than his entire yeah. career. Still, still J Nall, folks. Yeah, still, still J Nall. Uh, JS. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna go around, if we had to give uh, a game ball to one of the best players today for the Eagles, who would that be? A toss, that's a layup, man. Layup. Serious. Yeah. Well, I want to hear you say it. I want Travis <laughs> Fulgrim, bro. Put some respect it's, on it's, it's the Chal- Fulgrum. Travis Fulgrim coming out party today. Yeah. That that's the that's the one thing that gave me hope. I was like, man, all right, we got a legit wide receiver in this kid. I like Every, that. Er, er, everybody then put in their request to go ahead and pick him up off of waivers. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, honestly, do you guys? I I feel like I'm kind of like hesitant to really pull like push on the gas entirely. Do you think that this is going to be a consistent type of, obviously not 150 yards a game, but I'm saying, do you think that he can show up consistently each week going forward? Fogum? That all depends yeah. on the coaching game plan. Yep. Do they stick to that? Or do they go yeah. ahead and focus their attention again to these asses that, that can't stay healthy and, and whatever the case may be, man. That's yeah. according to Dougie Peterson. That, that's what it is. Cause He's the first receiver we've had that I was, and it reminds me of uh, uh, Alshon's catch in the Super Bowl that like actually go up and attack the ball. A lot of receivers we yep. have who are shorter or smaller in frame, they'll let the ball come to them. John Hightower, just a second exactly. ago. Exactly. And Fulgham is one of the ones, one of the first ones in a while that he'll go up and snag a ball or go up for a contested catch. And that's why we're excited for Ray here because he can, he has that ability. But if, if it turns into, oh, I just use them for screens, I'm just like, all right, Dubs, whatever. Like, right, right. you're done, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was your guys' thoughts on, um, there was one play that's kind of being forgotten about in that game where Wentz was going down and then he tried to like kind of shovel the pass forward yeah, to Corey, Corey Clement. Bro, yeah. I was watching that. I was like, what are you doing? What are you what doing? Are you doing bro? <laughs> there like, was a couple. That, there to was me, a couple was just plays. another like poor decision he was ready he to make a, there. I'm like, bro. He took what? a shot earlier in the game and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. And then he started like rubbing his ribs like, oh, 
Like, all right, is it time to see Hurts uh, come in? Then, then yes, that play. There was a couple plays where throw away the fucking ball. Like, throw it away. He went down with the ball, cost us some yards. And yep. yes, that play that Corey Clement was like, what the hell are you doing? Because that could have easily been caught as a fumble. Easily. You know what yep. I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, they got, they got lucky on that one. The game. I don't remember yeah, what it was, but why? What yeah. was that, David? I said, why Why was Clement in the game at that point? Like, I don't know when that was. Uh, I yeah. missed it. But why is he in the game? I don't know. Miles Sanders. He's, he's like – 11. He's Dougie P's like number one, I guess, in the red zone is what Doug said a couple weeks ago. Which should not uh, be the case play, which is at so all, man. What is Corey Clement shown in years to tell? Like literally since the Super Bowl, what has Corey Clement shown you that he should be the number one guy in the red zone? Fuck that, man. I mean, the thing about uh, I get I get kind of like frustrated is there's a lot of things that fans see, right? this podcast sees, <laughs> and it's re- they're rearing their ugly head whether it's not having a serviceable number two running back step mm-hmm. up. You haven't seen anything from Clement. Haven't seen anything from Boston Scott. Uh, you know, the injuries, we talked about the uh, Nate Gary. We've been talking about the linebackers forever. Uh, while in the draft, we've been talking about drafting a potential linebacker in the second or third. Well, we did get Davey on Taylor, but he's not even – Valuable reps yet? Um, I mean, Kayvon Wallace is on the field. Yo, Sean Bradley sightings. Sean Bradley, was which was nice, like that. And I, they're they're rolling him out in the goal line packages, which I mean, that that's showing a lot of trust in a guy like that. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't show a lot of trust in Davion Taylor, who's your third round pick, not on the field. So to me, that's like again, I'm looking at the organization. Like, look, you, you draft the people in the third round, they should give you valuable reps. Like, I don't care. I mean, if you if they're not. Uh, like you, know, you start seeing like draft picks like Sharif Miller uh, working on my game. I'm gonna I'll see you next year or uh, Donald Humphrey. You haven't seen the best of me yet. Like like I want my my my, my second day picks to to uh, not be trash. Um, <laughs> again, it's 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 frustrating. I mean, like it's, I'm because like, I, I don't get paid for this, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get paid to do this. I don't get paid to make the right decisions, and they're getting them wrong. And then you see a guy like Claypool go off, and you're like, bro, look. Is, is the, Jones, Jones yeah. that pick today? I, I haven't refreshed the page in 30 seconds. Is Jim Schwartz still a part of the organization? Yeah. <laughs> Sidney Jones caught a pick today against Deshaun Watson. Did he? Yeah, he did. A dive yeah. interception. Did uh, Houston lose again today? Uh, no, they won. They okay. Won. No, they won. But what about Atlanta? What is a Hassan Ridgeway? What, like, what, <laughs> what, is, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, Jannard Avery seems like he's stepping up. Like, at the, like as yeah. far as this def- the defensive line, like, honestly, this defensive line is the least of my worries right now. There's some things that I, I kind of look at, uh, like, with a, you know, a slanted eye. But as far as – like this defensive line, they're not my main concern right now. We got other holes. You're just hoping that this offense shows some kind of consistency. Um, you know, those, those three and outs in the beginning of the game, oh. just like, really? Come on now. Um, but again, when you start looking at who's actually playing, you're just like, I still can't, I couldn't believe that. I'm looking at Carson Wentz go to the sideline. He's high fiving his lineman. He's looking at Melada. He goes to, uh, Kelsey, and then he goes to Herbig. 
And then Matt Pryor, I'm like, look at this offensive line, man. Like, it's we're still in, in the game. Do you guys think that Doug Peterson has too much on his plate? I mean, you look you look at the fact that we don't have an offensive coordinator. You look at the fact that our defensive coordinator is complete trash. And Doug Peterson doesn't want to give up the play calling. Do you think Doug Peterson's just he's got he's got too much on his plate right now? Like I think I think we need we need to switch it up, and give him some help. What's he really have on his plate though besides play calling? I mean, what what I'm saying is that we don't have an offensive coordinator realistically and we don't like our defensive coordinator is big trash that's what i'm saying as far as like i'm not i'm not saying that doug peterson's in charge of the defensive play calling what i'm saying is that he seems like the only man standing right now i mean the man the man did help us win the super bowl but did give up like what 500 yards so yeah Yeah. brady yeah yeah but i mean (laughs) you know talk about looking forward look at the schedule here uh I you know the Baltimore Ravens. After the Ravens, it it kind of I, I don't mind it. You know what I mean? There's a, New York, Dallas, New York. Those those are teams that are trash right now. It's a vision yeah, game. But yeah, I mean, you got the Giants still would twice. Be nice to go ahead and see them at least be one of these contending teams. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to get a win against Pittsburgh right here because then you, if you catch an L versus Baltimore, then you you, yeah. can, you, you can beat the Giants. You can battle Honestly. it out with the Cowboys, come back and beat the Giants again. And then you had the Cleveland Browns who you're, you're battling with. Seattle, potential L there. Uh, Green Bay Packers who seem to be playing good ball. New Orleans Saints. Um, Arizona Cardinals. And then uh, Dallas Cowboys. And round out that, the Washington football team who already beat us. Yeah. Honestly, dude, weeks 11 through 15 is pretty rough. Yep, yep. <laughs> that is pretty rough, man. The the Browns are better this year. Then you got Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Jesus Christ, and then you've got Kyler Murray in Arizona and DeAndre Hopkins. That's a that's a much better team than last oh, year. Oh my goodness, they're going to destroy our corners. <laughs> yeah, oh, <they> <laughs> now I, I want to check in with the fan base here. Um, how how are you guys? Like, I mean, one, three, and one. How are you all feeling at this moment? I mean, are you are you is there a uh, I'm great. Ounce of positivity. <laughs> Moving forward. In the next I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh if Cowboys lose today and we still remain in first. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. That's, that's, that's the horrible part. We're in the NFC East. So yeah. Cowboys lose today. I'm still going to laugh at all the Cowboys fans and be like, hey, look, who's the first? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. well I'm going to allude with to, uh, to what Evan said. After the Ravens, there's three winnable games. You got the Giants, you got the Cowboys, and the Giants again, and a buy in between that. So. There's a, there's an opportunity there to gain some momentum, yep, and go into that gauntlet of hard teams that we're gonna play that might wreck our shit. <laughs> and try to survive that. The way the way the NFC East is playing, though, we might be able to seal the division after that second Giants game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is it, I mean, the, that know. makes a, a point. Like you start catching L's right here, then you start seeing fire sales because in well, a year well, we're we're going into a year where you know, we're looking to save some money. So, right. But I, and also, I also put it, I know it's kind of a long shot here. And I, I talked about it, I guess, this morning or last week was <clears throat> making a trade in season at a position of need. Right now, a position of need, bla- oh, like wide open, everybody can see is linebacker. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's somebody from another team that how we can look at and make a trade for it. 
Or, or how about hey, uh, play, play the young Miles Jack? Jack. Throw him to the wall. Can, can you be his worst? Can you be worse than Nate Gary at this point? No. No. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you really can't. No. No, I would I mean, bro, bro was out here using the N-word, and it was a, like a blip on the radar, and he's still getting killed in the game, and we're, we're more concerned about him covering Chase uh, Claypool than he is using the N-word. Like, that's how – for black people, be like, like I'm more concerned about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, 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 how upsetting! Like, this is where we are. Like, bro, come on now. Remember the uh, what, get him like, out of here. What sums up the the, the Eagles team in 2020? I saw someone tweet this. That was that uh, Duke Riley who caused that fumble got carted off immediately after the fumble. Yeah, what the hell happened and the, the thing that honestly, like we're, we're dying for Will Parks to come back right now, but honestly, oh. like he's going to have to get up to game speed, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's going to be able to come in here and yeah. then just like instantly be, you know, uh, our saving grace. He needs to be like, he hasn't practiced yeah, leading up yeah. to this point. Like, you know what I mean? Short and cleats. <laughs> what a stat! You can't be wearing goat cleats out here and playing like a um, like trash and, and talking like trash. Trash. Did you see him down by the goal line? Like he's got his hands up. He's just out of place, man. Even at the even in the touchdown celebrations, yeah, Gary's out of place. Always. I, I, I help and rep uh, a YMCA like first and second grade soccer. And I see the same thing that Nate Gary does. They oh don't God. know where they don't know where they are placement, so they kind of look around or their hands are up, and they wait too long to move. It's the same thing. It's that the ball is already gone, like the yeah. Rams. Got to anticipate. You know, the, the ball is past him, mm -hmm. and he's oh, I'm supposed to be over here, or like the Cincinnati Bengals game where he's facing the wrong direction. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing, bro? Speak, speaking of anticipation, how about that one Jalen Mills play when he's playing what? 40 yards off the wide uh, wide receiver. Oh, uh, Juju. Oh, dude, what was that? Is that Ju Juju did like a four-yard slant? Yeah. And, and and fucking was, uh, Jalen Mills was like 15 yards downfield already. It was like and a quarter, it was like quarter's way. coverage and yeah. there, there was no one in in anywhere around, so obviously you're going to He was the only wide receiver on that side of the field, Juju, right? So you're going to stay with him, then don't leave him because you're who else are you going to cover? Like so, dude, Jalen, this is year 5. Bro, come on! <laughs> it, it come is, on at, at this point, it is what it is. Uh, we, I, as a podcast, we're sitting here at a loss for words because um, you're one three and one. It doesn't look good next week either. Uh, it's a tough football team, and you're, you're you're hoping. You know, you go through that gauntlet of NFC East teams, um, and we showed that we've played down to competition. We showed that. We just play down because we, at this point we can't be saying we play, we play down a couple too. Uh, we we are dealing with injuries, but you know when you lose to the Washington football team, you tie the Bengals. You can't be looking past the Browns anymore. You can't be looking past the Giants either. Um, you can't look past the Cowboys who are rivals. So this is a gauntlet right here with that this that will test the testicular fortitude of this football team. You got it. You either got it or you don't. And this, these next couple weeks are going to tell us 
Honestly, dude, <laughs> this, is, this is just straight poverty, dude. Like, remember, remember when, like, we used to, back in 2017, 2018, even when we used to think about a game and be like, oh, this is an easy win. This is an easy dub. Remember when we used to roll on teams? Remember that Denver game? We are so far removed from that. Every single week this week, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. It's going to be a hard-fought game. There's no easy wins this year at all. I do see that. Seth, I, I've seen that several times, and Seth Joyner will say it. Every single week that Nate Gary should not be suiting up and he should not be on the field because he's not an NFL linebacker. Yeah, he played safety in college, didn't he? Exactly. Maybe wondering if uh, if you brought in like I wonder what Seth Joyner would do as a linebacker's coach to fire these guys up. I mean, it, the game is different than it was back when Seth played. Like it was a little bit more physical, a lot more running, physical physical running game. Now it's like these hybrid running uh, linebackers who can play in space and coverage, and who aren't uh, a detriment. Like you know, you don't you don't see a Levon Kirkland anymore at linebacker, guys like that. But it's it's a, it's at a point where play the young guys. If, if we're going to learn anything from Fulgham, play the young guys. What was your guys' thoughts on Slay today? He had a rough one, man. And we need to throw uh, we need to throw some blame his way too. Yeah, I mean, I I do think him getting kneed by that three hundred pound offensive lineman last week did not help him this week having to deal with Claypool to cut and move around. But he did get work. He did get work today. Yeah, yeah, he did. He didn't have his best game, man. No, 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 Darius Slay jersey giveaway. I don't, this I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think Darius Slay was our biggest <laughs> issue today, though, man. I, th- I, I really do think that that play calling and our coaching I mean, Nate, was the Nate biggest. Darius is a problem every week. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. I mean, Darius other... Slay, I think, I think, uh, well, did he get injured? He was injured. What, what? I heard, remember the last week during that hurdle in San Fran because that lineman took, uh, like, dove to block and literally bent his knee. And so he dropped out, and then he came back a couple plays later. But someone that big going that fast at your knee, that's going to affect you when you have to, you know, work with some of these receivers like Claypool, who's kind of lanky and tall. And slight, you could tell he was not he was not running 100%. You could tell. Right. You know, and, and back to uh, uh, Fulgham, you know, during the game I saw that stat where they were showing his, uh, his stat line. He had 10 catches for 152, one touchdown. And it said the last uh, Eagles wide receiver with 10-plus catches and 150 yards was Jeremy Macklin back in 2014. That's a, I mean, that's, that's, that's unbelievable to know how long it's been since we've had somebody have a game like that at wide mm-hmm. receiver. I mean, Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, we have uh, Marcus Walker. He uh, emailed the 4th and John email account, and he's saying that it is time to move on uh, from the old heads to Sean and Alshon and let the young guys take over. That seems to be a uh, another yeah, common theme today. Nobody's taking Alshon's contract. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. When you pay that much money mm-hmm. for those guys, $30 million cap space allotted to the wide receivers, <laughs> I'm going to make you – play wide receiver, janitor, whatever it takes. Like, I'm going to get my money's worth. Like, I don't care what – like, at this point, it's like – I mean, talking about – this is a weird spot that we're in as a fan base because the NFC East is so bad that you can literally make it into the playoffs with maybe six wins. 
Yeah. It's insane. It, it's <laughs> truly insane. Like you get six but, wins. It's not even close to five hundred. Like, <laughs> so it's like you can't. We can't be mathematically pushed out of this thing for a while. So we, as fans, can be beat up internally for weeks on end. <laughs> we could be catching L's, but still yeah. be in this thing. And that's a weird space to be. But that's the part where you got to hope that what this what this Eagles team looks like weeks down the road is that. Goddard's back, Ertz is back, Alshon's back, Deshaun is back, right. and then you have the younger wide receivers that who stepped up. Yeah, which means which means Travis Fulgham's going to be taken completely out of the game plan, and we're going to yeah. go with the vanilla bullshit. I mean, imagine having a consistent offense like this. This offense, rather, you know, while we think dunk all the way down, yeah. imagine if we had a consistent offense. What 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 would what would these games look like? I mean, you, you do have to ask that question. What's that? Do you see those two back next week, Deshaun and Alshon? They could. I hope. I mean, it'd be, it, it, listen, I think we would. It, it could be very helpful going into playing against Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then the and then the schedule too. Imagine if we had um, we had Rager, Goodwin. What's that? And all the and all those dishes in the background. Yeah, that was uh, over there. Washing, washing dishes over there. Uh, Multitask. David says, "Question." He said, "Are we are we bugging on Doug yet?" I mean, we did, we've been bugging we've been on bugging. Doug. <laughs> on Doug, we're talking about play calling. Um, I, I feel like he's he's done a better job calling plays around the situation that we're in. Obviously, he's, uh, I mean, our offensive line's banged up. Our receivers are out. Who knew Travis Fogel was going to go off like this? Nobody did. Like, we're yeah. dealing with like moving parts. So, for Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, I think they've got back on a better page the last two weeks. But the prior to that, the shit was off. Uh, Doug seesaws right now for every for everybody the Eagles fan. He will have a great game and follow it up with absolute trash. Yeah, and then kind of in the middle, and then like he just goes from one extreme to the other, and there there hasn't been a consistent line of good games for a long time now. Yeah, I do. I'm taking ice cream out of the locker room. Uh, no ice cream for weeks. I'm ta- I'm taking it out of Doug's home freezer. <laughs> he he don't deserve that shit right now. <laughs> uh, so I mean, if you know we're we're embarking on an hour, obviously Eagle fans, uh, we want to talk for days on end. Um. But uh, going around the room and in the chat, if you guys have any other questions you want to ask, but uh, Prime, it's, if you're going to give Eagle fans or any, any any sense of light down the road, what do you what do you what do you what are you looking at in this football team? Uh, stay confident. I mean, the rest of the division is actually helping us out. <laughs> so you know, uh, <laughs> with everybody coming back healthy, maybe we could go ahead and put something together at the last minute and uh, pull this thing through. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's fly, Eagles fly, you know, bleeding green all day. But that's all I could just say. Stay confident, you know. The rest, let the rest of the division do their uh, shitty work, and, you know, we'll, we'll come out of this thing. Now, David, you know, on top. Um, same thing. It's uh, just be excited for the possibility of the offense. That's what we saw this game. We, there's moving pieces, and if Doug starts move, actually getting these players back, our offense can put up like we did today, 30 points. Like, we can do that consistently. We just need the people to come back from injury. So I'd be more excited than that. And Miles Sanders is the real deal. That, that's what 
hundred percent. That's what Stick I'm with about. He's the real deal. Yeah, Puga. Remind me. Oh yeah. So my my thing is, you know, get everybody back healthy. Obviously, Carson showed that when you give him time to throw the ball and actually have timing with some of the receivers, he can light it up. Prime said it earlier. So hopefully next week we get Alshon, we get Deshaun, and we get a lot more Fulgham too. And, uh, you know, sky's the limit with this team if they get it together. <laughs> Eagles that, Nation. Hey, Eagles Nation. Evan's face looks so good. Yeah, he all the time. He's, he looks I, so defeated right now. Well, I'm, pu- I'm putting myself up on a tee right now to get whacked is exactly where I'm, I'm, I'm leading off with here because I told people before this game to smash the under. Mm. I'm sorry, guys. If, if you ended up putting money on my behalf, uh, feel free to feel free to ream me out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I thought this was going to be a complete defensive game. As far as the outlook for the Eagles, uh, I have a lot of faith in the fact that the rest of our division sucks. I think it's hilarious and horrifying at the same time that we could be in the playoffs with <laughs> six wins at the end of the season. Um, whether or not we'll be proud of that, it won't be. Uh, whether or not I think we're going to be able to do anything with that, I don't think we would be. Um, and, you know, th- this is just – it's going to be a long, rough season. Every game is going to be a fight. There are no easy wins. And – um but I'm I'm looking forward to the development of the players that seem to be popping off, the few that do. Oh, I'm giving myself the Gale face. I feel like uh, we have an opportunity to either see younger players develop. We're in a weird space right now with injuries. I mean, at this point, I start getting geeked about seeing Jack Driscoll. I get start. I get excited <laughs> about seeing Maylada. See how he performs. Yep. I, I I get excited about Fulgham, what he did today. Greg Ward, his level of consistency. Again, uh, I feel like there's so many moving parts offensively. I have issues with the offense. Doug Peterson is doing as, as good a job as he can with all the injuries and a lack of uh, reps with all these players. Um, hopefully they get the injured players that come back, give Carson Wentz weapons that he trusts and has had many reps with. We could see a different offense, hopefully. Uh, defensively, uh, again, Gary is the wounded duck. He is the uh, he is the <laughs> he is the one that gets picked off in the herd. It's going to ca- happen time and time again. Expect to see more of Gary out of position and picked on as we move forward. Uh, if I'm with think anything positive, um, we're getting to see young talent. Uh, you're just hoping that some of these guys are, are playmakers that stick with this this unit. Um, uh, but that, you know, that's what you have to start looking at because, you know, you're one, three and one and going through a gauntlet and you don't have an identity of your fo- football team. Uh, you can say they showed a lot of heart this week. That's that's what I can I can say. They showed a lot of heart this week. Um, they just didn't get the job done. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's a it's a pleasure as always, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> hopefully, hopefully next week it's a bit of a different. <laughs> hey, the Eagles suck, but at least we have each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're 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 in a situation where uh, we're in a pandemic. Uh, our, we have a, a losing football team, but we have a, one tie. We have a tie. We have a win. Uh-huh. Uh, we have young developing talent. Um, 
and we have each other. <laughs> I had a, I had a thought that That's all we have. Can you imagine what Lamar is going to do to Nate Gary next week? Oh, man. See? <laughs> no, too much. I've had no. enough pain for one Sunday. <laughs> I, I got to give myself a week for that. <laughs> but uh, we just want to thank you guys for us, uh, you know, supporting us, uh, being there for the pregame, coming back for the postgame, listening to the podcast, subscribing, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Appreciate uh, all the love and support. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it's always fly, Eagles fly, and we will see you guys in the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.